Hello and welcome to the Watchmen Watchers, a podcast dedicated to HBO's Watchmen, brought to you by the Fan Critical Podcast team. Uh, so we've just few, so we've just finished uh, watching the penultimate episode of season one of uh, HBO's Watchmen, and today I'm joined by my lovely other two Minutemen. We have uh, John over there in London. Hello there, over there in Australia. Yeah, and Gareth and me over in Australia. Gareth, say hello. Hello, over there, on the other side of the table. Yeah, and together, we are the three minute men. Um, mm-hmm. So, good. Just to reiterate, that means <laughs> one minute each. Mm. We each contribute one minute, yeah. correct. Yes. Um, Not to the podcast. No. Very, very short. Previously, okay, I thought this was interesting, guys. Uh, the official title of this episode had been listed as A God Walks Into a Bar. Mm with a space between A and bar, right? And and these episode titles were released quite a while ago. Mm. Um, And and obviously when we watched the episode this week, the last two words are collapsed on screen together to Mm -hmm. say a bar. Mm. Um, So A bar. So the official title pretty much was a spoiler play, like hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Yeah. You like that? Mm. But well, I I did like it, but then I, I also started thinking about it and I was like, I hope, they haven't just called her Angela Abar this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking for that. this one pun. <laughs> mm. What should her surname be? Hmm. If we go for episode eight title, <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> I mean, we uh, could call her Angela Knock, <laughs> and then on door. <laughs> Hello there, I'm Angela oh, Winebar. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. I mean, I just thought it was a little bit of genius, to be honest with you. But you're right. If they did uh, manipulate the name to make it work, then, yeah. well, it still works. Yeah. So I always works. did think her surname was bizarre. I always A-bar. sat there and thought, I was thinking of General Akbar from, you know, Star Wars. <laughs> it's a trap! Yeah. Every time I heard well, her Well, it name. was funny in in like last week's episode when we saw her dad, and it was, in fact, him. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, just right. before the man with the backpack runs in he yeah. goes it's a trap <laughs> um, alright boys um, what did you think about this episode actually hold on in two minutes you're going to tell me you're giving it five blueberries <laughs> then oh. John you're about to say how you're annoyed it wasn't John Cena and then Gareth you're going to go on to say how jealous you are of Cal's penis and all of these conversations are happening simultaneous to me right now. Well, should we should we do something then? All three of us talk at the same time yeah. and give our reviews good, and see yeah. how it comes out. I mean, we could do that. I mean, it makes the edit very tricky for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> the editor of, the, of Watchmen managed it. So. Well, he did fucking great job. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Gareth first on this one. Go on then. All right. Give Can me. He's got his notepad out again. Here we notes. go. Um, Take time. Okay. Well, no. Do you know what? You've annoyed me though as well because with your predictions, I'm like, now I just I want to give it something else. Yeah, just go on. To then. Prove you wrong. Um, but I can't. This yeah. was a. This is a. This is a, a technical, technical and narrative marvel. I would say. Um, it is. It's it's so wrong cool. Franchise guys. Go on. It's so <laughs> cool that, that Doctor Manhattan experiences time simultaneously, but then so do we as the audience. Mm. Um. It's, it could have been a pretty bamboozling concept, but it, it isn't. They make it work no. really well. It's 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 actually 
a beautiful bit of um, television, I'd say. It's a, it's a beautiful love story as well yeah. that that traverses time and, and space. And there's a, a, it's a great question as well. Like, do you commit to 10 years of happiness if you know it's going to end tragically? No. I love that as a question. It's okay. Um, John sacks it off immediately. Yeah, no, John, 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 John would say no if the question was, "Do you want to commit to ten years of happiness?" Yeah, just no. Full I'm stop. not happy with that. How's it end? Uh, it might not. Nah, not doing. Come it. for dinner with me tomorrow. Like, nah, sack it off. Um, ten years of misery, if anything. The, so. Oh God, no! An hour and a half of misery. Oh, no, is enough. She might be listening, um, actually. <laughs> um, it, I loved seeing pre-Europa Vite. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool, bit of a broken man, and I, I, I kind of felt, it. I felt for him in, in his that. fortress of solitude. Yeah, um, and it helped to give some substance to the the bizarreness of the Aussie story. Mm. Um, Yaya as Doctor Manhattan, and he did get to keep his role. Yeah, um, he's he's excellent as well. Um, I, I I just loved this episode. It's it's. 100% of five blueberry mm. episode for me. You didn't mention the penis yet, which was... Uh, I think I think that's coming later. Ooh, is it? Mm. In stuff. penis corner. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for jo- John's new segment. Um, <laughs> not like, oh, don't call it that. Yeah. <laughs> Very lengthy. Very lengthy. <laughs> lengthy segment. <laughs> Meaty, lengthy segment uh, from John. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts over there, John? Um, see, I'm going to upset you, I think. Because um, I was a bit disappointed with this episode. Oh, you're heartless, mate. No, no. Now, I, look, you're getting married in like three weeks' time. So you're obviously very... Right, don't tell all the ladies, they'll stop listening. Yeah, all right, well, fucking hell. I mean, what about all the boys? You know, they might be devastated yeah, as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, But you're, you're obviously very loved up at the moment, which is cute, you know. Many happy returns and all that. Because Lindsay. Um, but I just think it, it is a it is a love story. That that is what the episode is. Um, I'm giving it four bloobs. There are a couple of things I uh-huh. I have an issue with. Um, length is definitely one of them, but not necessarily in this episode. Um, <laughs> I would say uh, it's. I just I don't buy that Doctor Manhattan would be under threat. To be honest, um, yeah, yeah, I we'll, get that. Yeah, we could talk I about that, that, but I've got some. There's some theories about that, John. Mm. So we can we can talk about that. Yeah, um, look, I, I'm, I, and what I mean by that is, yeah, like he'll get shot with a thing, and it's like, oh no. I mean, he's going to be absolutely fine, isn't he? Because he's just invincible, which is yeah. always the problem with having him in this show, and that's why he's been saved for the, the penultimate episode. So you know, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I think I wanted a little bit more um, on on Angela, and like I I don't think we got anything about her backstory. It's just some guy who decides to walk into a bar and chat her up. I have questions mm. as to why he's picked her, and he has picked her. Like, because mm-hmm, fate told him. Yeah, to. yeah, but you know, uh, until fate makes an appearance in the show. I'm uh, I'm not happy with that. So, but look, um, also the special effects on Doctor Manhattan at times yeah. are abysmal. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. And, that that's and one of my capital notes. There, there is there is one 
moment in particular where it really took me out of the moment and I felt like I was watching something yeah. that was not a HBO production. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, look, I'm giving it four because, again, you know, there, there are still some cool bits. I love the whole realisation of um, how did you know, you know, Judd was uh, part of the Cyclops crew and he had a fucking Ku Klux Klan outfit in his cupboard and it's yeah. like oh no you told mm-hmm. me so uh oh, f- f- what yeah. no for- oh, I forget Paradox. that then um and that was cool i like that <laughs> i think they were very very clever i said job yeah. <laughs> yeah can you just tell him to forget that um, um so yeah i yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was cool um i i just i think maybe it is the special effects but i just don't think yeah yeah, yeah. I don't think he makes mm. a good Doctor Manhattan for me. Not when it's in the effects zone. Mm. So I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. I thought, you know, obviously Watchmen welcomed us into its own little tunnel of love, and it is tunnel visioned in a way. Um, I'm going to give it a five, John. Of course you are. Even though I have reservations about the <laughs> effects, but I'm coming at it from an editing perspective because <laughs> that is my profession. I think this is one of the best edited hours of television I've ever seen. It's superb. Um, the narrative structure of it to... I think they did a better job than the film in sort of say, seeing how Manhattan sees time. Mm-hmm. That The part of the film where Manhattan is, and it's the graphic novel, where he is... It's, it's now 1964. It's now 1985. And he these memories it's are coming sequential. to him thick and fast. It's sequential. It's sequential. This happens simultaneously and it pulls you in and out of certain moments at the same time, mm. which is I felt such a good device for telling this story. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of, and this is a very Lindelof thing, and I know, you know, he did Lost Leftovers, whatever, but the episode of Lost that everyone loves is the episode called The Constant and everyone pretty much agrees. Season four, episode five. It's like season five, episode 10. But <laughs> everyone agrees that that is... I think everyone agrees that that is the best episode of Lost. And that is where a character Desmond is, his consciousness is thrust throughout his life and yeah. he has to find his constant. Yeah. Um, but he's unbeknownst to this. Um, you know, he, he figures it out eventually, but he's unbeknownst to it. Whereas this, this is being told from someone who is permanently residing in all of these Conscious timelines. Of yeah. And I thought that was fucking brilliant. I mean, we've seen the John Osterman story before, but we've got new elements of the John Osterman, sto- Osterman story. Mm. I at first didn't buy that he would care about humans again because mm. we get this idea or this sense at the end of the graphic novel that he's distancing himself mm. and he's gone to Mars and he's doing all these things. Mm. And they made it relevant again by saying, no, that was all preordained. It's all fake. I know that I have to do this. I have to do this thing to save humanity again. Or even after that event, he was seeing the next event that is going to cause potential chaos and he's trying to avert it by finding a connection with someone again. Um, which I actually really enjoyed because I was like, I, I didn't think I'd buy it. Uh, I'm going to have the same issue with John in the fact that aesthetically, um, the effects were, I thought, terrible at times. Can, uh, can you give me an example? In the living of room when... of the house, yeah. oh, when you first get the reveal of, 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 of sort of when he is with Angela again in 2019. When he's floating. Yeah. It was shot. It was shocking. Oh, it was terrible. It was, it was shocking in a bad way. Mm. I literally looked at that and thought, 
oh my god this is daytime tv again mm. with the effects yeah. not for this show we've been covering another show where i've been referencing daytime tv but and then it was so weird because when he was out on the pool it was a million times better yeah right. Yeah. and i was like okay so what's happened here surely the, lighting. the, the, the interior yeah but in the interior of the lounge should be easier to light than the pool no but like they, I, they I, obviously I understand. But they, they for, struggled naturally they must have struggled to get a fucking blue, a yeah. blue glowing floating man in a well lit mm. room versus a swimming pool at night that's pool, yeah. blue anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's mm. probably what it was. Yeah, it just, but you, you got to hide your deficiencies, yeah. right? Oh, just don't show it. Mm. If, it. if it looks shit, just don't show yeah. it. <laughs> Find another way of doing the scene. Maybe, maybe, maybe John's right, and it's because I'm I'm getting married soon. But I didn't notice it. I was I was wow. swept away. I mean, yeah, I mean, look. The, uh, I will it say it did pull me out of the moment. It did pull. Watch it again. It I did will. pull me out of the moment slightly, um, but I'm not going to let. You know, I'm not going to let ten seconds or fifteen seconds of bad effects affect what I think is an excellent narrative yeah. episode. Something that I think is one of the best episodes I've seen. I think it's the best episode this season, um, no. which is tough. I know you don't agree no. with me, John, but I do. Just I, I think it's a marvel no, in terms I think, of its um, no, franchise, franchise again. I think you I think it's a DC in terms of you're just hype, though, aren't you? you? You're doing it again, mate. What's wrong with you? Honestly, there was no, there was no squids in this. Oh, there was squids. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that that's why he loved it. You've... Why you know? There <laughs> he was, was like, some more why squids. did I love this episode so yeah. much? I can't. Put that, my it, honestly, it's really hard it. to choose the best episode this season because when I think about it, the the four episodes that I've given fives too and i have given four fives this year you guys are given three i think so yeah um anyway if you look at all those episodes they're all so different yeah they're yeah, all yeah. like little bo- bottle episodes and they've all got a different style you've got the looking glass episode mm. you've yep. got the uh journey through the nostalgia you've got you know uh last week's nostalgia and sort of regular memories mixed together and mm. then you've got this, which is another thing onto itself. Yeah, I mean, it's like every week they're choosing a different style to go yeah, with, yeah. and they're nailing it. Yeah, so it's hard to choose a favorite because they're all so fucking different. Okay, mm. but uh, anyway, that's our thoughts. Well, you just um, have though. You said it was the best one. Hmm, I do think that, <laughs> but yeah, might change tomorrow. Might change tomorrow. You never know. But, but overall, the quality of this show is phenomenal. Oh, it's outrageous. Mm. Uh, and it, agreed. It just, it just, it just is the best thing I've seen, most innovative thing I've seen for years since Lindelof's last project, Leftovers. (laughs) So it's what it is. Let's jump into the uh, plot. But before we do, quick advert break. We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. Hello there. Yes, advert time. Now, we are sadly approaching the end of HBO's Watchmen. No. Yes, this is obviously the penultimate episode. Then there will be one more, and then that's it. You, you know, you're, you're probably there thinking, "How am I going to hear the Three Minute Men ever again?" Well, listen to the episodes again if you, you want. You could listen to the episodes again, Fact. Gareth, but we, do, we actually don't want people to do that. What we want them to do no, is, well, if you just can, search, yeah, do that as well. <laughs> don't but tell them what to do. Listen to, yeah, listen to me now. Search fan <laughs> critical. Search it in any of your little podcast apps. And then you'll see a Podcast yellow addict. logo. Yeah, that there? works there. Yellow <laughs> logo, little eight-bit characters, and see little John and me and Gareth. And there's two others on there. Don't worry about them. <laughs> and uh, what you want to do is you want to click subscribe to that because we cover loads of other stuff. Oh, can you give me an example? Yeah, 
Have you heard of a little thing called Star Wars? Uh, I no. Yeah, well, we're not doing that. There's a new one coming out. Yeah, we're definitely doing that. It's coming out in a few weeks. We're doing that. We covered the Joker. That was a great film. Just called Joker, I think. We, yeah, we did Doctor Sleep recently. Just called uh, Sleep. I we've think we've got other shows coming out. You know, we've done Game of Thrones. If you like anything like that, check us out. Fan critical, and then you can listen to the Minutemen all year round until Watchmen returns. Hopefully, fingers mm. crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, Cancelled. If you would like to sponsor us further, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash fan critical where you can donate some precious monies to us to help us produce content uh, to give back to you. Yes. The listeners. It's an investment. It is an investment in a way. Um, we've got new Patreons. Oh, we do. We do. We, we, we've got new Patreons, Gareth. First one, Mike Allen, Whee! who has written into the show several times in Big the feedback section. Big fan Mike of Mike. Mike always comes up with uh, some good good things for us to talk about, actually, mm. that we hadn't considered during the podcast. Yes. yes. And uh, that is very important because, uh, you know, obviously I have to rein these two lunatics clowns. in clowns, clowns in wankers. so it's good to get some uh... wankers do you know <laughs> do you know who do you know who Mike Allen really is John go on <laughs> hooded justice hooded justice yeah hooded <laughs> justice yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you very much for the Patreon subscription Mike we really do appreciate it and we love getting your feedback I think you've actually got some feedback in this week so we'll get to that a bit later on mm. uh, and also to Diane Hour. Diane it's a cool name, that. Lady Di. Sounds like... it. Doesn't it sound like... Well, we could call her Lady Di. Doesn't it sound like Diane would be a a character in Watchmen? She could be. Could be. Yeah. If her, if her name was Diane Abar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Diane, thank you very much for your uh, mm. for your subscription to Patreon. Mm. Uh, you've also written in to us before in the feedback section. Um, and, you know, it's just great that, you know, you, you're engaging with us. You, and that is what the Patreon allows you to do. You're engaged to us. Say you're engaged. Well, that's who Gareth's marrying in three weeks. <laughs> lucky. You could say... Diane doesn't even know about it yet. Lucky me. You could say Diane has come to us in our hour of need. Oh, yeah, yeah very good. good. That, yeah, that yeah. is good, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you very much, guys. We really do appreciate the support. And if anyone else wants to sponsor us, once again, go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. You don't get nothing for your money. You get stuff. I'm not going to list it all. Go on there. Check it out. Become a blueberry. Become one of the team and talk to us a bit more. Mm. Uh, and that's it for the plug. Let's jump into pluggy. the plot of episode... Pluggy, pluggy. Of episode eight of Watchmen titled uh, A God Walks Into A Bar. Walks into mm. a pub. I'm Angela A Pub. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. First note I've got down here, lads, is how the fuck do I do this justice in my little notes? No, he's not so, back, is he? I've given it a go. He is. He is. <laughs> I've given it a go. Okay. Um, I wrote down some scattered plot points yeah. yesterday. Um, and let me know if I've missed anything, because it's fucking confusing in a way. How do I tell a plot in the past, present and future at the same time, you know, chronologically? Well. And at the same time? I don't know. I... I, I the, this is actually a really hard one to write down. Yes. Word doesn't allow you to write sentences on top of other sentences, <laughs> no, does it? Unfortunately <laughs> not. So. This is really hard. This is my attempt at 
this is a human translation of Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Uh, we start off in Vietnam. Good start. Good start. Right. I'm lost. In a bar. I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Um, now, one disappointment for me is... I haven't even fucking started the first sentence. I know that. What's going on? Yeah, it's I'm five through every episode, but I'm starting off <laughs> disappointed. One one disappointment for me is last week I said I was a bit disappointed at the lack of detail of American Vietnam. Yeah. I wanted to see more. I thought it was good, oh, yeah. but yeah, didn't go see more. Well, we did. We saw a bar. We saw a bar. What do you mean we saw, we saw more? more? We saw nothing, mate. Ridiculous. You saw, you saw a morgue. You saw a bedroom. Oh, yeah. We saw a bar. Right, okay. We're in Vietnam in 2009 in oh, we, we a bar. Could, we could be anywhere in the world. Dr. Manhattan picks up a mask and walks into a bar and attempts to convince Angela to have dinner with him the next night as he already knows that they will fall in love later. Yep. That's my first point. Mm. Yep. Well, that did a good job. Sure. Uh, I thought, John, the way this was shot, I was sure that we were going to get John Cena later in the episode because <laughs> yeah. they were making they were making such a point of not showing his face, yeah. which I thought was excellent, by the way, the way they, they chose to stylistically film this without ever showing his face. Just his tie. His tie, I was his like, I hands, know that tie, that's John Cena's tie. His hands, which looked, <laughs> in my opinion, it looked like the makeup artist hadn't done a great job on this episode. Because at times I was yeah. looking at his hands and I was like... That's a regular man painted blue. That's a regular blue. man painted blue. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of it being a blue man. <laughs> Why um, didn't they get a blue man in? It was Tobias from Arrested Development again, mm. just gone into a bar. <laughs> Um, so I thought we were going to get John Cena and uh, were you disappointed that, that John we didn't see him this episode well, you, will we see him well are you saying that it wasn't him because it might have been well yeah, well, that's what I mean yeah. we've still got the option and if anything him. like um, that's that's his catchphrase isn't it you know you can't see me that's what they say about John Cena <laughs> and it's literally it's just you don't see him at all man you see his hands and the back of his head um, so look, it might have been him. It might have been him, you know. And well, in a way, it is. I just, in a way, if if not, we believe it is. If we never see him, it was definitely John. I Cena. like the idea that they've, in a way, to I guess appease, um, what everyone perceives Doctor Manhattan to look like. That they've just gone. Yeah, we're not going to show him in the bar at all. It's good. Mm. I liked it. That is good. It is good. Mm. Um. So simultaneously, he experiences time all at once, and that is a fact that we know from the comics, and the graphic novel, mm. and the film. But uh, it was a very interesting device used in this episode, and it is going to be the framework for how we crack on. Angela is highly sceptical, and Manhattan, after explaining his non-linear experience with time, explains that since 1985, he has been creating life on Europa. We see the development of Ozymandias' new home and Phillips and Crookshanks's, uh, you know, birth of life or whatever. Birth of life. Birth of life. Oh, yeah, the birth of uh, life. As John Osterman recalls a time uh, when he loved living in a manor in England mm. and transports it to the moon in his new environment. Yes. Okay, lot to get through here. Phillips and Crookshanks. Yeah, go on. Are both... Very good-looking people. Very English-looking people. That's what I said. Very good-looking. Correct, like we did there. Yeah. Um, it, we predicted this, that the Manhattan created this thing on Europa, but it's nice to finally get that confirmed. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the effects on this section, John? 
Yeah, they're all right. I guess um, I just, I don't know if I really give a shit about little John Osterman and and this. this Little John? Yeah, I'm not sure I give a shit about little John. Treat him kindly. Or fucking Robin and the rest of them. Um, no, it's just guilty. like... <laughs> guilty, guilty, Um I just, I genuinely, I, I just, uh, I, thinking back to the episode, I mean, you've just started there and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're in a bar for the most part. But you start talking about that, and I'm like, I don't even fucking remember them in the house, to be honest. And I sort of missed it oh, when yeah. uh, Mr. Phillips and Mrs. Crookshanks were shagging one another. I was like, oh, what's going yeah. on here? Oh, I sort of forgot. Um, it was just a bit, it's just a bit throwaway. It was a bit nothing, wasn't it? I like that we know who they who they are now. I, I like that they've I'm got not sure like I a little care. backstory in there. Yeah. I don't think I care. Um. I mean, we've seen enough of them get slaughtered this year that I think it is quite nice to give them some sort of character and they didn't just, not just fucking mindless drones. They are, I mean, though. They I are. like the fact, well, I like the fact that when little John was <laughs> running around and screaming guilty, guilty all the time, that he stumbled across them. <laughs> he, stumbled, he stumbled across them, like having sex, trying to create life. And they even say to him in that conversation, we were trying to do something beautiful. We were trying to create yeah. life. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on to do that literally with them fulfilling a promise that they asked him to do Mm. by giving him that bible and say whatever you do just promise me you'll create something beautiful Mm. and he fulfills that promise and i've written in my notes here john yeah john wanks wanks into the lake (laughs) well literally (laughs) i've written in my notes here is it actually disturbing what he does um that he's created there these sort of re- reborn them on Europa, right? And created mm. this paradise. And he fucking just leaves them there. Mm. Well, I mean, it's well, just, it's isn't that obviously a of... commentary on religion, obviously yeah. a commentary on what people perceive of what God has done to us, yeah. potentially. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go at God, devout yeah. Christian or <laughs> I'm not having a go. I'm saying what people do. You know, he's whatever. always having a go at God. <laughs> Such a mistake. But Honestly. Having a go at God it's again. In, it's interesting. It's interesting to me. This, yeah, that he's well, just done that. But that's what it is. You're, you're right. It's a comment. It's a commentary on, on religion. I guess. I want to go on record, um, just saying yeah. that. Go you on. know, if if God is listening, um, <laughs> you know, I think I think he's a Patreon. <laughs> doesn't have to pay. Um, I I think he's all right. No, or her. Or it, <laughs> or them, or, yeah, correct. or them, yeah, or, or them, them. Yep. any of them, or her, or us again, just to double, <laughs> yeah. So don't, um, yeah. I mean, you've got a good point, haven't you? It's, I mean, it is a bit grim that he's like, yeah, it's a beautiful thing to create life, and then he just abandons him because he's like, nah, it's, it's too yeah. good, and it? it's too, it's just boring. It's boring. It's too good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was twisted from him to be honest with you, but I know, that, and it, and this is the thing that throughout the episode. I wouldn't mind if if it was the John Osterman of of, of the graphic novel or the time that we perceived that he had distanced himself from humanity and emotion. Mm. You know, mm. that wouldn't bother me. But it's because now we know he experiences love and that sort of empathy yep. again, which is why I found it to be quite a jarring thing for him to do. Maybe there's more to this story that we haven't seen yet. Um, Maybe which enjoys- makes it feel. But but love but love is love is different to. Total one hundred percent devotion. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but still, he wouldn't. He's abandon. challenged by yeah, Angela. Would, uh, whereas, yeah, with Crookshanks and, and Phillips, there's no, 
there's no they're just totally committed to him at the he moment though no but he they might grow into something else which is what i'm kind of hoping happens Ooh. um so let's 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 leave europa for a second and mm. angela in the future from the bar scene that they're having now sorry this is confusing <laughs> comes up with the idea just the same episode to manhattan <laughs> yeah comes up with the idea for dr manhattan to look like a human Yes. Being one that she has picked in the morgue. Mm. Now, let's just talk about this. She goes through three options. Yeah. Um he was ne- she was never gonna let him be one of them. <laughs> well, no offense. Um, <laughs> uh, got a couple let's of have a, let's um, have a think about this. Got a couple of shit white guys and I think like an Asian guy <laughs> or something. And then oh actually no, yeah. what about this athletic black guy? Yeah, that one. Definitely. One hundred percent. Really handsome one. Yeah. But isn't I mean, that, isn't that creepy? Can you imagine if that was a guy? Yes. If that was a guy yeah. who's going through and it's just like, yeah, just loads of widows and that, a few older women, and then bang, 19-year-old blonde college student. Yeah, can you be that one, please? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this? So grim. Yeah, yeah. But when she's seen, she's obviously had a little look at the, the goods, obviously, because <laughs> she's prepared all these. She's she's seen what Cal's do you mean? dick, well, and she's just like, definitely this one. Right. Don't have enough. to choose this one. Um, <laughs> why? Why does she hide him? Because Don- I think she doesn't want to come across as what John has just said, which is... Well, but... All right, so Dr. Manhattan says, like, mm, unless you're hiding... One well, of them from me. For he some knows reason. she is because he's that. seen the future. I understand that, but like I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. I, I guess it is what what you're saying. It's she doesn't want to come across too keen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been thinking about this for a while. This guy, like, yeah. <laughs> be like, how, what? Why? How long have you had him stored away? <laughs> yeah. And did you kill him? Eyes. <laughs> how did I? Oh, I must have been some sort of heart attack. Yeah. It's, no, mm-hmm. we don't know. Just oh. Went to that big penis convention Um, and just killed someone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He died from too big a penis. (laughs) Well, gigantism. Uh, So let's let's crack on because I will say this. It was nice to let Yaya sort of play a different character here. A A dead guy. Yeah, but like, just sort of like he played he, Manhattan well. I thought when he was yeah. just Yaya and wasn't the blue version Dead with the terrible effects, I thought he was. At, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed his performance. Oh, I thought he was a bit stiff. Thought he was a bit stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Gaz is thinking. Cogs are turning. Nothing's coming through. Um, He's got four seconds. I think. I think. I've, I'm just resorting to penis jokes again. Okay. So. Good. Gaz is. He's Save out. them. Tell you what, though, I'm Save jealous. Them. I am. I am jealous of his. I am jealous of his penis. Why? Yeah, I told you to say that. At the start oh my of the god! Episode. You are Doctor Manhattan. I know. Hey, look, his penis is probably not as funny as yours, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 All right, back at the bar, uh, they're having a conversation, and he he tells Angela that in six months' time they're going to argue, and she tells him to leave, uh, and we cut to him having sex with her, and then they argue. And she tells him to leave. Mm. Uh, and he visits uh, Adrian Veidt at his Antarctic palace mm. or yeah. his Fortress of Solitude. This was really cool. It was cool, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was great to see something. Yeah, it was great to see something that we haven't seen since the film or the novel. Uh, and also just see this disheveled, sort of isolated from the world, Adrian Veidt, whose who's, who's dreams of utopia are crumbling away. Uh, all around him he doesn't understand why his plan hasn't actually 
created this this utopia that he wanted to achieve. Yes. Um, you always say the word disheveled strangely. Yeah. Well, he does look disheveled. He's got a little beard. Yeah. He looks like shit. Cool robe, though. Yeah. He still has a nice robe. He's got a lovely robe. Um, so. Now, what was your reaction, Len? Go on. When you saw all of that squid? Well, you know, it was actually quite difficult to tell it was squid at one point. But when you started doing it, I got excited. Doing but I it. got excited because I was like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, we were right. Episode one, we were right. It's still, we said it was still Vite mm, yeah. doing the squid rain. It's all a hoax or whatever. And we know that, but it's cool to know that he's still manning. Or how he's doing it. teleportation. Yeah, how he's doing it, like manning this device. Literally, he sees it as his purpose to like keep this lie going on. Yeah. It's not even fucking automated. Why is he not, why is he fucking there <laughs> doing it? Yeah, he could definitely set it to a timer. I think one of your predictions before was that he was just, he was tipping out the squid from a bucket from a helicopter, <laughs> which I just thought. Just like this, I just didn't think like that Dick was Darcy sustainable, to, to be honest. But. Yeah, yeah. How many buckets were just like, <laughs> tipping them over? Uh, <laughs> it's like wacky races or something. Yeah. Hell. So weird. Um, but no, it, it was good. And, and I actually really enjoyed him and uh, his and Manhattan's interaction. Do you like it, John, to have this? The last time we saw them was when he tried to kill him. Mm. So yeah, and nothing ever really ends. It's weird because you know, um, yeah, right. Well, fucking hell. How much more of Comic Corn are you going to go into? All right, don't say that again. Yeah, and forget that we're we're in Karnak as well. Yeah, I'll, that that would be a big reveal. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just wanted to get in there first. Um, I uh, their relationship was a bit weird when they were first talking to one another i mean obviously initially i was like jesus mm. christ can you put that away um but after that after... Uh, john sorry to interrupt you Go on. sorry to interrupt you but so my my, my girlfriend hadn't seen much of the season whatever. <laughs> Show off. She, she, she she was you're getting married she was just she was just like chilling out like you know she made me dinner very lovely and then she's was watching. She's like, "What is that? She's <laughs> what, not allowed to be seeing that. that. She's not allowed to be seeing that." She had no idea. She had absolutely no idea what that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I have no reference point for what that thing is. <laughs> I was like, "Right, fast forward. <laughs> On we go. Nothing. Don't worry about it." What squid rain? Yeah, big yeah, time. There you go. Umbilical like cord. It. Yeah. Um, Crack on. So. Uh, the way in which they were talking to one another, I'd assume that they had seen each other at least a few more times since he tried to fucking kill him yeah. and framed him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that confused me a little bit. But, look, it's cool. It's cool, isn't it? It's nice to know that they can be civil and have a chat rather than just be like, well, what the fuck are you doing here naked? Like, it was good. I liked it. <laughs> um, and Put some clothes I have on. to say, um, I mean, Jeremy Irons, is he's just great in this episode, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Excellent stuff. And uh, he basically, because he's so disillusioned with his Earth utopia, Dr. Manhattan outplays him here and I think punishes him mm. for what he did in a way. I think I see this as a long plan from Dr. Manhattan to punish Vite for what he did and persuades a weak and vulnerable Vite to go to Europa and to this new utopia which Dr. Manhattan has created. I mean, obviously you've got more of the, the law history and stuff, but that's not how I read it. 
I I thought it was um it was a mercy. I thought he was I thought he took pity on him and was doing him a favour. That's that's honestly how I saw it. Well, remember I, I Dr. Know. Manhattan's seen all these events. So yeah, but, but I, no, I, th- I think I think you're both I think you're both right because he obviously he knows that he's not gonna like it there. Um so I think the point is is that he's gonna go there He's not going to like it. And then Dr. Manhattan's going to be like, yeah, see, look, I've done you a favour. Now you appreciate life more. So I think it's yeah, I think yeah. both right. Well, that's a lovely way to end that discussion, cool. isn't it? We'll shake hands on that one. Uh, but before... <laughs> shake hands. Hands only. Vite has created this device. Oh, what's that? Don't put that in my hand. Yeah, it's a device that Vite's created. Look. Is it? Yeah. It's a circle <laughs> thing. And... <laughs> And um, a device. before this device basically will cause Manhattan to lose his awareness of his powers, which will essentially mean he loses his memories. Slightly convenient line in here. He's like, this will, you, you'll forget who you are. Uh, Unless it's except, a reflex. Except in times of mortal peril. Yeah, well, that's quite good. Uh, that was actually Gareth doing the impression, not me, this week. Mm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been Terrible. holding on to the fact that I could do this impression. I mean, it wasn't as good. It was, It could be. Anyway, let's crack on. Stop embarrassing yourself again. <laughs> uh, but before he, he puts a little ring of power into his head, he goes and visits Will Reeves and encourages him to help Angela uh, in the future, essentially, in 2019. But I'll come back to that after this next part. We now pick up with Angela and Dr... Dr. Manhattan in 2019. Okay. He still has the form of Cal and starts walking on the pool. This is where we get the ropey effects straight away. Uh, we get that mm. in the living room. Uh, mm. I thought they were, they were bad. Right. Um, Gareth thinks they're the best thing he's ever seen. Well, which is mental. Uh, John agrees with me that they're not great, but uh, I did like the fact that, I don't know. It just felt so weird to have Dr. Manhattan just in his home. Just mm. like with his kids, and he teleports the kids away, and I, d- I don't know. I just felt it was such a bizarre, cool scene. I kind of liked how <laughs> the, the kids were all like, "What? Yeah. Why is why is Cal blue? Why is Cal why? Because well, he's Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Like there was no there was no there was no like yeah. oh he's just he's feeling a bit unwell or like he's just he's been pe- bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah. <laughs> he's just trying something out. It was just like no, he's Doctor Manhattan. It's I good. mean, how could they tell good. that yeah. that was Cal from there? Yeah, good it's... point. They'd just be, you'd just be like, it's Dr. Manhattan. What the fuck's Dr. Manhattan doing in our back garden? Well, mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, so they're having a conversation outside of the pool. And once again, Manhattan is seeing time all happening at once. And as he's having his conversation with Angela in 2019, he's simultaneously talking to Will Reeves in 2009. Mm. And Angela says, ask him how he knew... Drug Crawford was part of Cyclops and had a clan robe in his wardrobe. Uh, and then he asks, and he says, who's, who's Jub Crawford, as Gareth would say? <laughs> um, Jub Crawford? And realises that she has in fact created the idea or incepted the idea to Will Reeves that yeah. to, to go and investigate investigate Jug Crawford and do the cyclo- Cyclops thing. Gareth Keenan investigates. <laughs> You like that, did you, John? You liked your little your little time loop? What, the little investigates thing? I bloody loved it, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was clever, wasn't it? It was, um, it's it's that, 
you know, a nice way to demonstrate to the audience the danger um, when you're hanging around with a god that, you know, sometimes these yeah. things happen. You know, you think you're having a nice time, having a nice chat, and then suddenly it's like, oh, fucking hell, I, that's all my fault. Uh, don't worry about that. Oh, yeah. You've just hung my best friend for no reason. Brilliant. You started everything. She started everything with this, you know, that sort of, um, that one innocent question. Uh, I thought it was confusing, but very cool that we had the time paradox. Mm. Um, and the line, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And they both happen at the same time, which is just this mm. idea, once again, that everything is happening simultaneously. There is no before, after and present. It is all there. Yep. And it's just the way that we perceive everything. But, yeah. but then, which I thought was fascinating. But then later they say it is the egg. The egg does come first. Yeah. <laughs> That's the post-credit scene. Um, as uh, <laughs> as the cavalry prepared to attack, Angela goes to protect Doctor Manhattan, who sees this as the moment that he fell in love with her. Mm. Yeah, cute. That, so it's it? quite cool. Cute. It is cute. I love it. I, I bet Gareth was crying this was at this point. Excellently tied back. Yeah, I mean, he's crying now. Yeah, can you stop <laughs> bringing it up, please? <laughs> I loved it because they're at the bar, they're having the conversation. He's seeing all of this in yeah. front of him, and she can't comprehend it. But then it's all that time. It gets to the very moment before the tragedy, or what we believe to be the tragedy, is happening. That it takes for him to realise that he loves her because of her sacrifice. It's incredible. But yeah. But and then and then she's like, right, brilliant. So ten years and you've you're only just in love with me. That annoyed me that she said that because because she knows how many times <laughs> has he said to her, I fucking do everything at once, love. Just Honestly, fucking if she, focus. If, if he lost his temper there and was like, right, I've told you this before. This is I, I don't experience it in the same way. Have, yes. Have you not been paying attention or? <laughs> Audience, if you haven't realised, this is all happening at the same time. <laughs> oh. Cracked me up. But Angela is absolutely boss here. She grabs her guns. She literally goes out and just starts slaughtering these cavalry members. I mean, it is it's ridiculous. They are useless. They are shit. And, and she's she just taking names. She gets in the car. She's like driving up to destroy the tracheon beam weird. or whatever it's called. Yeah, she's trying to destroy the tracheon beam or whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Like, it, got in a car that barely worked yeah. and tried to shoot through the windscreen that was clearly bulletproof mm. for ages and then just, she just drove a car four meters and stopped and then someone opens the door and she's looking at that same sort of thing that we saw on christmas that time when yeah. someone's got a shotgun to her fucking head yeah and then their head blows up because oh shit manhattan's here he's taking names he's blowing up people's heads this was cool it was cool um this was the effects were good here mm, right i had no issue with the effects here yeah John, any issues at night again yeah yeah, 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 true. Um, I love the fact that we saw Manhattan and his, you know, exploding powers that he loves to do, just dismantling atoms in front of our eyes. Why just the faces? No, um, I do. Th- why just the heads? It reminded me of um, what's that bloody film, Kingsman? Because oh, in yeah. Kingsman, at the end of Kingsman, all the heads blow up. Mm. It's very similar. Yeah, that's all I got to add. On okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only film where heads blow up. No, but it's like, yeah. well, I mean, Indiana Jones just explode yeah. them all and all at the same time as well. Like he's, yeah, I think he's, he's trying not to, isn't he? He's just, he's showing them a little bit. Yeah. He's going, look, you know, if I wanted to, you're all dead immediately. But for some reason, because well, we've got one more episode left, yeah. I'm just going to, I'll do a little bit. Uh, 
and I'll I'll do the rest later. My- I have to say, I think like John, you sort of raised it. I think this is what you're alluding to in your blueberry review, mm. which was, you, you know, why I like, don't buy it. Why does he? Yeah. So, but I don't this, buy it. So, so then I think this is all part of the plan. Yeah, like, of course it is. He's got to know that he has to die. Yeah. This has to happen. Yeah. Mm. For 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 things to work out. Yeah. That's too convenient, though, isn't it? Well, well it's that idea it, that yeah, it's I think that it idea, is. Well, let's liken it to something that we love, right? Let's say. Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. We know that Doctor Strange knows the plan. Yeah, he's seen everything. Spoiler warning: he's seen everything <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, but when it happens, we're not like, "Oh yeah, that was shit." We're like, "Oh, thank God that worked out." Or you know, we <laughs> never had an issue with it. I don't know. I you don't know, know if I mean? that was our reaction, but fucking hell. I mean, we went a bit mental <laughs> actually. Like yeah. Seven years old. It, like you know, I think we knew they'd be alright in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but no so I like the idea that it's preordained and that he he knows and this is going back to what what we think I think he's definitely going to die this season I think we're losing Dr. Manhattan no, because yeah. I think as a narrative device you can't have him in a second season or third season because it just becomes that age old thing of like you said John he's too overpowered he's mm. he's very able he's a MacGuffin he's a deus ex machina he can get them out of any trouble what if he loses they need to his get powers loses his powers I like that but anyway, I think he is going to end tragically. He knows it ends tragically. He yeah. said that. And I've written here in my notes, um, he says, he says, you know, like you said, Gareth, would you go for this 10 years in a relationship if you knew it ended with tragedy? Yeah. And he says, don't all relationships end in tragedy? By their very nature, um, end in tragedy. It's not I'm a nice like, thought. I'm thinking of including that in my vows. Yeah, do that. In written, <laughs> It's not a nice thought, but it's bloody true, isn't it? This whole like episode is like a study of how he sees in things infinitely all at once, but also the inherent tragedy of how human relationships are finite. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they have an expiration date. Like it doesn't matter if if you're together for like fucking eighty years, you know, and you're both going at some point. Our you know relationship what I mean? does not Why have an expiration that? date. The, the Minutemen, the Minutemen will live on forever. In our audio recordings, Correct. which you can listen to again and again, weird, isn't it? Which we've said already. That's true, that. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> we're 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 now infinite, like Doctor Manhattan. We could be sitting way. here in like fifty years' time. Um, I mean, it's not going to be fifty years; probably twenty-two or something. Um, yeah, and you know, two of us are dead. Um, probably tragically. Jesus Christ! Yeah, one of us has at least two. been gunned down uh, in some sort of. Gang war. I think hate, we know which one. Hate crime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, don't say hate crime. That makes it sound terrible. Um, you mean victim of rather than like. But anyway, yeah. so <laughs> hate crime gone wrong. And we could be listening to this now, pissing ourselves. Whoever is listening to it, are being tears. I'd imagine uh, of joy, maybe. But who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. we'll be alive. Hello, hello, Gaza men I, I from will, the keep... grave. Yeah. <laughs> I will keep your memories. I will keep your memories alive once you're it's gone, boys. Don't you worry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fact. Well, that is a nice, nice warming thought in such a tragic <laughs> episode. Um, we end the episode back in 2009. Angela accepts Doctor Manhattan's dinner proposal, and the rest is history, oh. or the future, oh. or you know what I mean. Oh, that's <laughs> like, good. That like that little line. Yeah, that's that's good. That great episode, really. 
And I can't wait to see what happens next week. I think, uh, let's do a quick prediction before we move on to a post-credit scene. Yes. But uh, I want to do a quick prediction. Uh, one thing from each person about what's going to happen next week. I'm going to go first. I think Dr. Manhattan dies next week. That's my prediction. Wow. And everyone saved in the process. I reckon Looking Glass returns heroically with a yeah, heroic moment that's good. to save Angela. Yep, like that. John? Oh, um, how about? I mean, I've got a few for you if you want, but you know, I'll do, I'll do one. I do just, just one. I do one, and then four more. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> if you need them, I reckon they will somehow. They being the cavalry, I think they will somehow create their own Doctor Manhattan. Oh my god. Mm. Well, that's their aim, isn't that's it? Game over, yeah, but then, I, isn't it? But that's what I'm saying. Like, but it could be like the the senator, Keane. Yeah, he he could. Yeah. that's he, what they're aiming for. No, I know, but so I'm saying that I think successful. it could actually happen, and that could be the end of the season. Jesus oh. Christ, mm. brutal. Yeah, we still do, we still need to know mm. what the giant time thing's going to do. The watch the the clock tower. Yeah, yeah, the Millennium Clock Tower. Very true. Um, it's the internet. Well, good predictions all it's around. The internet. And all of that, all of those predictions could actually happen. Manhattan could die. Keane could turn into a Manhattan, and Looking Glass will definitely turn up. So, Gareth, your one's a fucking cop out. Well, um, you said you like it when yeah, like, t- I thought about it more a minute ago. It's obvious. So. Well, yours is obvious. Oh, it isn't. John doesn't think it'll happen. <laughs> Little John over there doesn't think it'll happen. <laughs> Um, okay but wait there is a post credit scene and I messaged the boys furiously after watching it going fucking stick around boys I'd already seen it so because there's a post credit scene no you hadn't unbelievable I had the game warden is uh, letting Phillips and Crookshanks over on Europa rub tomatoes in uh, Ozymandias' face worth pointing out by the way that the game warden is a Phillips yeah no, that was a great little thing that yeah. I didn't really realise. Quite cool, now. the original. He's the original Phillips. The OG Phillips. Um, mm. And as he's in his little cell uh, reading a book, uh, the game warden comes in and he gives him the cake with loads of candles on it again. So we know another year's, couple of years have passed or whatever. And <laughs> inside the cake, as usual, is the fucking horseshoe, which mm. makes <laughs> no sense. Uh, and in glee, and maniacally I've written in my notes, he starts to dig... His escape. No, because, you know, you see the cake. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, he's a shoe in to be the next episode. Yeah. Oh, good one. Yeah, because of the horseshoe one. and that, in the cake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gaz has once again got nothing. <laughs> Stop horsing around, John. Oh, good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm certain now that Vite is in the comet that we saw True Acquire from the Clarks yeah. back in episode three and i think we called that straight away in that episode mm-hmm. so well done team yeah i think if that doesn't happen i'll be amazed i think there's still a chance it's i've Superman. also put yeah i've also <laughs> put that he is also the statue john 100 um, percent. Like you guys had a laugh at me before didn't you no we <laughs> actually you? laughed taking a fucking in favor of you ha, 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 ha. that was a that was a laugh of affirmation yeah affirmative laugh <laughs> <laughs> there you go and there's no fucking yeah, ways yeah, yeah, statue. We agree with yeah 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 <laughs> How much agreement? <laughs> what an absolute fuck. And I was like, all right, well, you know, you, you'll all see. You'll all see. You'll all pay. Um, yeah. yeah. And here we are. Now he's definitely in that statue. Encased. Like hand mm. Solo. Yeah. Carbonite. Mm. Interesting stuff. Uh, right. It's everyone's favourite time. After going through all of time 
in the past, the present, and the future. We're handing over to little John. Guilty! Guilty! As we go to Comic Corner. Hello there. Um, yeah, another another comic corner. Um, penultimate one. So you know, feel free to to bloob this section. Um, you know, no one ever mentions it to be honest uh, on Twitter. So it does feel like a waste of my time. But hey, we'll uh, we'll go anyway. So um, I enjoy it, mate. Good. We're educating Gareth. Just just look at it as educating Gareth. Oh right, well, let's call yeah. it that instead then. Well, um that's actually a really good idea yeah. next yeah. season yeah. yeah next season we'll call it that yeah and it won't be about whatever we're podding on it'll just be basic stuff like photosynthesis yeah. colors <laughs> numbers <laughs> pythagoras's theorem so, yesterday i counted up to 18 so. <laughs> anyway so the name of the bar do you remember what it was called len called bar uh i actually i actually didn't i because i was focused on the um the, the title of the episode because that ba- that baffled me and impressed me but you can tell me about the title of the bar if you like it's called Mr <laughs> it's called Mr Eddie's so Ooh. Uh, so Edward Blake the comedian uh, was referred to yeah. as Mr Eddie um, by the mm-hmm. Vietnamese lady the pregnant lady that he murdered in cold blood yes so yes someone's decided to open a fucking bar up in Vietnam called Mr Eddie's that's mental that I'm starting to think he wasn't a very good bloke. What, the comedian? No, he's definitely not a good bloke. He's a very interesting character that we don't, you know... Guilty. For you, Gareth. Guilty. This is why we need to educate Gareth, because yeah. he's a very interesting character who, who, who had... I'm not saying he was all evil. He was a superhero, but he was also wow. a fucking bad one. Why yeah. did he kill a pregnant lady in cold blood? Yes, I bet there's exactly. a reason. I bet there's a hidden reason that you don't know about yet. Oh, maybe. Well, yeah, knows, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, or he's just a prick. He is a prick. So, yeah. Probably that one. Yeah. Uh, we get some more Superman references. Um, so yeah. um, I don't know if we've ever mentioned, probably not actually, but the fact that you know Cal, that's quite close to yeah, Cal. To, to Cal 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 L. Yeah. Obviously yeah. Superman's <laughs> Christian name. Um, but I yes. guess <clears throat> so. In this episode, he gives up his powers. Dr. Manhattan, uh, and he does this for love, which is the central plot of Superman 2. Oh, yeah. 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 Good point. Good, hmm. and, and and the Cal thing, definitely, I was thinking it this week, and we haven't mentioned it, but Kal-El, 100%, mm. like that is, that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? But yeah. I like it. On the blue nose. He, he says, I like this Go on, name. he says what? Calvin. <laughs> yeah. Calvin Abar. <laughs> I like the name Superman. No, you're supposed to be. No. We, we don't want people noticing you. Um, so the, okay, how about yeah. Batman? <laughs> Again, is there all... it's already one of them. Uh, original Mr. Phillips and Mrs. Crookshank. So uh, they're quite similar to John and Martha Kent. You know, they're a, chi- a childless couple uh, that take in mm-hmm. the young John Osterman. Um, and I know yeah. I know I slagged this off, um, but uh, speaking of of young Osterman, so he gets given a, a blue Bible. Um, they've cl- they've definitely done that on purpose, but whatever. So, did you see the illustration of Adam and Eve in the Bible? Yes. yes. But Len, have a think of the style of drawing 
in that in that Bible? Mm-hmm. Does it remind you of anything? Well, it looks like the graphic novel a bit. The illustration was from uh, Dave Gibbons, um, so the the artist of the original Watchmen nice. comic. I like that, and I also like the fact that unashamedly they uh, obviously Adam and Eve are like wearing leaves around their their junk and stuff, um, whoa, whoa, and Doctor Manhattan's like, nah, sack that off. So he doesn't believe in any foliage over the, the genitalia. Well, well, I think the you. leaves over the genitalia is for the purpose of the Bible. I don't yeah. think it's <laughs> suggesting that in the Garden of Eden they were wearing leaves. No. Who knows what they're suggesting, Gareth? <laughs> I mean, well, no. I mean, read the story for God's sakes. But anyway, you know. I have oh, read it. That is exactly why you would read it. Jesus. For God's sake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for him as well, John, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moses, no. So, <laughs> so Cal tells. Is he one of them, is he? <laughs> he's one of the best ones. So Cal tells Angela um, that he leaves his fate entirely in your hands. Now they are the very last words spoken in the book by the editor of the New Frontiersman. So yeah, and that's the second time that they've been uh, said uh, in this season. So Joe Keane said it to Looking Glass. Uh, when he showed him the video, he gave him the little TV remote yeah. and said entirely in your hands. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yep. We've mentioned mm-hmm. Karnak, uh, the Arctic layer. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Looks quite nice, actually. I thought it looked quite quite um, yeah. homely. It looks awesome. Yeah. I'd be happy hanging out there. It looks awesome. Honestly, he's got a little library. Imagine if he had Eubastis just chilling with him as well. But he doesn't. No, he fucking killed him. Yeah. So well, there's another um, one. There's another one, but you know, not on the show apparently. Yeah. So Bubastis too. Yep. Doesn't really carry that name. He'd probably be down to Bubastis Seven or something. But yeah. So you get the yellow clocks uh, on the wall, bit on the nose, Um, but also his desk um, mirrors almost exactly uh, the comic panel um, in obviously in the original comic. So. He's got the old computer. He's got the Ozymandias figure um, on the desk. Yep. Um, now, 2009 comes up quite a lot in this episode. Uh, what happened in 2009 in real life, then? Fukushima. Fukushima. No, that's 2011. Is it? Yep. Why oh. do you know so much about Fukushima? It's baffling. Honestly, I'm what were you doing in 2011? Um, yeah. <laughs> just fiddling with some nuclear power plants well, coincidentally yeah. not Fukushima yeah. but yeah. Um, what are you doing 2009, here if it's, if it's not Fukushima I don't know what it is no, 2009 was the year that the that giant squid landed uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah, Paris yeah, yeah. so it was when it was yeah. when the original Watchmen film came out 2009 oh yeah so there you go you um, weren't even close. No, you weren't. But no. I didn't try and guess you. That lunatic. long ago, was it? Feels like it was. Yeah, two thousand nine. Not that mate. long ago, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I made it thirty years ago. So Vite talks about the um, a little device that gives uh, Doctor Manhattan amnesia. Um, also, a reference to what he says in the uh, in the comic and and also the film, where with regards to the squid plot, and obviously it's not quite like that in the film, but he says uh, he did it 35 minutes ago. So even now, in he's his older yeah, age, he's always he's always ahead of the game, isn't he? One step ahead. One, yeah. step, One ahead. step ahead. That's, that's his thing. I'm starting to think he's a clever fella. He is a very clever fella. That's his superpower. He's a very, yeah. very clever you know? fella. 
Uh, and in the <laughs> in the end credit scene, he's reading a book. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's reading Fog Dancing, so that comes up again. Um, and of course, Fog Dancing <laughs> isn't the only book uh, that that author is famous for, because she also wrote <laughs> Tales of the Black Freighter. <laughs> yeah, weird, isn't it? <laughs> It's like honestly, it's I. It's always it's either that or Hooded Justice. Like yeah, it's like are, Hooded Justice or Tales of the Black Friday. Those are how all of your sentences end these days, John. Weird, isn't it? Um, but on the uh, on the fog dancing. So this week's PTpedia. Um, so they talk about fog dancing um, and the obsession of it with uh, with the superheroes. And I'll give you a little give you a little tidbit. Obviously, I'm not Ooh. gonna I'm not gonna read this all. You know, if you're listening, you know, put some effort in. Go, just Google it yourself, to be honest. But, you know, I'm not having a go, but I'm sick of it. Mm. So anyway. Sounds a lot like you're having a go. Well, I am a little bit, yeah. So uh, the history of masked vigilantism tells us that fog dancing had a peculiar appeal with costume adventurers. Byron Lewis, a.k.a. Mothman, he's so lame read the novel obsessively during his final years at the Overlook Asylum uh, in Connect... But, oh, fucking hell, I've no idea where this place is. It's in Maine, yeah? <laughs> so, um, so Adrian White, Ozymandias, once called Fog Dancing the second best book ever written. Yeah, you can't put that on a novel, though, can you? You'd be fuming if you were that. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Dr. Manhattan was known to randomly quote lines from the text such as up is a relative concept. Copies of Fog Dancing were also found in the apartment of Walter Kovacs, a.k.a. Rorschach, and Edward Blake, a.k.a. The Comedian. Given that Detective Tillman, or Looking Glass, both fought crime with a mask and had an unhealthy obsession with Eleven Two, it's not too surprising to find a dog-eared paperback of Fog Dancing in his doomsday shelter. So there you go. There you go. Mm. Pretty cool. I love that. And that is love the that. end of Comic Corner. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you for that, little John. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, a great corner this week, but we've got some... Don't don't leave, listeners, because we're about to move on to the section, which is just for you, where you can write in and tell us your thoughts. It's time for listener feedback. Yep, listen to feedback, and there is lots of it this week. Now, I would like to say, sorry if I haven't had the time to reply to every single one of these emails individually. Uh, most of the time, I just put them in here so we can talk about them, sort of, you know, Give as you a, an, a verbal response. A verbal response, mm. and one where we haven't discussed them previously because I want to put things to you guys and have you think about them on the spot, yeah? Mm. Which I know you struggle with. Yeah. Especially this early in the morning, Gareth. It's early. Thought I'd start off with a nice one. So thank you to Greg Miller, who has said this. You <laughs> the guys, rest of them horrible, aren't they? Yeah. No, they're <laughs> all good. You guys are great. I've listened to podcasts for Game of Thrones, Westworld, and now Watchmen. So I don't do this for a lot of shows. But when I do, I go big. Spend all week listening to as many as I can find. I didn't discover you guys until Watchmen, and I hate that it wasn't sooner. I don't leave reviews very often. Yes, I realise that makes me a horrible person. Yeah, it but does, I just actually. left my first podcast review on iTunes for you guys. Oh. Now I'm going to seek out shows because of your podcast, which has the whole system turned upside down. Uh, and then he's asked, is it the three minute men or the three minute men? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, no, it is the three 
one minute men <laughs> yeah. if you get what i mean yeah so, <laughs> we actually talked about each that, of us as an individual is a minute one, man yeah mm. we're all minute men at best yeah. and there's three of us at best at best and that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's our maximum that's why i'm delighted with the term to be honest <laughs> yeah <if> anything <laughs> guy sonic has had this to say cool name okay cool guy sonic it's a cool name isn't it? Mm. guy sonic could be in a way um after episode seven Uh, The show does a great job of hiding answers or clues in plain sight. There are a few episodes, this is about last week's episode, there are a few episodes that zoom in on a gold statue of Ozymandias, so we talked about that, that that is something, that transition, that's why we're pretty certain it's the statue now. He said, could it be that Adrian is the gold statue? Uh, We we agree with you, we think he, he is. Mayhaps, I'll tell you what, it's four weeks ago. John McCann is telling me that the statue is Ozymandias. <laughs> Very good, that. Um, he believes that the words that Adrian wrote on the moon of Jupiter said, save me daughter, which is what we talked about last week as well. I don't think so. Well, I do, because we know that Dr. Daughter's Manhattan... a weird thing to say. It, well, agreed. Yeah, very true. Uh, maybe True is desperately trying to find Dr. Manhattan to change Adrian who I believe is True's birth father, back to life before the death of Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Manhattan is able to predict the exact date and time and location of his death, but now he is going to die due to the 7th Cavalry's use of tachyons from their intrinsic field generator. Uh, somehow True found out the time of death. Both the 7th Cavalry and True are trying to capture Dr. Manhattan for their own selfish reasons. True wants both her mother and father, Adrian, to witness her master plan of creating world peace by creating a global empathy with the use of her clock. Mm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's good, that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Loves the podcast. Keep up the good work. Cheers. So, that's good. Like that global empathy thing, possible. Yep. Giant mesmerizing device. We're back on that sort of vibe again. Uh, Renee Fuller has had this to say Curious your thoughts that next season Topher will become much like the Waltz character from Lost. He's clearly special. I could see him having some sort of psychic powers. Mm. Really enjoying the pod. So. We know that Topher isn't the biological child of Manhattan and Ebar. 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 Um, so, a pub. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, so I, I think, I think I like the sort of similarity that you're putting there with Walt and Topher. Uh, if you guys remember Walt, I'm sure you saw the first couple of seasons of Lost at least. Yep. Walt is, you know, Michael's son. He's the one who can see sort of apparitions he was and gets like, captured by the others. He was a kid in the show and yeah. then... Like yeah, six episodes later, he was like six foot He's two. A man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was bizarre. I think they actually cut him out of the show pretty much mm. and sort of lost They've that whole killed, narrative yeah. thread in like season three. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I I like that, but I also think that he's just he's just a, a curious, smart, and inquisitive child who's emotionally unstable well, because of the loss of his parents. Can I uh, and being adopted? Can I add something there? So you may. Uh, just before this podcast went live. So this is, you know, this is live feedback. Um, it actually came from, uh, it came via Mike Allen. I know we've already shouted him out in the... Um, what? Yeah, so yep. it, I think we will have to charge him twice this week. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fact, I might say his name a couple more times because, you know, got bills to pay in that. But... Um, well, he's in the feedback section as well, so here we go. <laughs> So it's a triple payday. So he ta- he tagged me in um, uh, someone else's tweet actually. I can't remember who they are. And to be honest, I'm not going to look their name up because we haven't got any money from them. But they said, um, 
they think maybe Topher could be the one that is given Doctor Manhattan's powers. Well, uh, and that well, that would be fucking because we uh, that is true. We did we literally were ham fisted that line of dialogue this week. Can you pass your powers on to someone? Yeah, yeah. Why else would they have that in there if there? No, wasn't but that's a the thing though. It? You know when they talk about. Um, things in plain sight he didn't say can you pass your powers on to someone she said can yeah. you pass your powers on to some son yeah ah, <laughs> listen good. to it again we've also seen Topher doing the 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 same fortress building that Bloody loves it, Manhattan he? was supposedly doing on mm. Mars well, yeah. do you know what's interesting as well I've just realised that he used that analogy of the egg and the egg was cracked into the beer and it, she was like oh can you put the powers into like this egg and if I eat the egg, then I've got your powers. That was mm. essentially what they were saying. Yeah. Who was eating eggs? Who was boiling eggs at the start of the season? Oh, fucking justice. Yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? So, so maybe he's got the powers. Well, look, I knows? mean, what was uh, what was Doctor Manhattan doing that he thought was so important before the Seventh Cavalry were outside? He was making, making fucking pancakes. He's making oh, fucking waffles, waffles wasn't he? Yeah, so Topher's gonna oh he's gonna God. eat them, yeah, that... isn't he? And now he's gonna become Superman. What came first, the egg or the waffle? <laughs> yeah, but preferably I mean... the eggs. Otherwise, these are gonna be the shittest waffles I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, well, that's very good, and I'm glad. See, this is what feedback does. It challenges our minds and perceptions of time, which mm. is what we're doing right now. Yeah. Mm. Ben Mullins has had this to say, or what we were doing, or what we've past. already done. Yeah. Uh, ben has had this to say. And this is in reference to another showrunner taking over. And I like this because I'm a big fan of who he's about to talk about. If Lindelof doesn't want to do a second season of Watchmen, Sam Eshmael from Mr. Robot slash Homecoming could do a great job. The fourth and final season of Mr. Robot is a few episodes from completion. It seems to be many people's favourite season. It is excellent. It's definitely mine. I also gave up after season two, but I'm glad... I almost gave up after season two, but I'm glad I stuck with it. If it wasn't for Watchmen, I'd say it's the best show currently airing. And I... Mm think that isn't a bad shout at all Eshmael has uh, shown he can satisfyingly pay off plot threads that started years prior and in season 4 he's shown an ability to indulge his experimental side without distracting from the story Sam Eshmael is a very good showrunner uh, Mr. Robot if you haven't seen it definitely check it out it's a show that yourselves John and Gareth would both love because mm-hmm. it's a lot of theory crafting there's a lot of great themes that go on where it's also sometimes just a down to earth story about hackers and mm. stuff like that uh, and season two was terrible, but seasons uh, three and four have been excellent is so that, far. And so se- season season four is the one where he becomes Freddie Mercury, yeah? He wins the Oscar. Yeah, 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 that's the one, yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. uh, they say that the uh, the the if they do do a season five, he's going to be a Bond villain, but they're not 100% certain on that yet. Oh, yeah, spoiler warning. Um, <laughs> spoiler warning for Bond. Uh, so I actually like that as a shout, and there are good showrunners out there. We shouldn't just say that, no one can pick up this IP and run with the second season. However, as I said, Lindelof's, I don't think, ever just done a one-season thing in his career. So I'd be amazed if... Because this is getting critically well-received now. Um, the audience score's not great, but that's because it's getting review-bombed for some it's, reason. Yeah, mm. just because of... I fucking hate that. Just because people like staunchly supporting Alan Moore's original work. Yeah. Like, fuck off, man. Like, so... Lonely people. I think critically... Very it's, lonely. It's doing well. They're very That's lonely people. The people who lonely. are watching it, mm. people who are watching it, love it. Mm. Exactly, and the critics love it, and that's the most important thing. And that's what HBO usually back their decisions on. Okay, so let's come on, HBO, give us a second season. 
<laughs> Joey Caruso has been in touch. Joey Caruso. Yeah. JC. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> JC. He said uh, he's 100% Italian. So he loves <laughs> how we refer to him. As hey, Joey Caruso. He's literally written in our in the wise guy voices. Uh, it cracks him up. Yeah. So that is, you know, Are you calling the wise guy. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love that. Uh, he wanted to know. Uh, he wanted to know what the song at the end of uh, last week's episode was. And it was, I thought it says for everyone, we put it at the end of the podcast last week. Yep. It was the Atticut Ross and Trent Razor who do the soundtrack for Watchmen. Mm. It was their melancholic version of David Bowie's Life, Life on, on, Mars, on Mars, which was used heavily as the trailer song. Okay, so if anyone wants to know, that is what it was. And it is beautiful. And uh, if you want to hear it, go to the end of last week's podcast, listen to it, or just Google it, whatever you want. Or listen to the original as well. Mm. Great song. Yeah. Great artist. Um, <laughs> Caitlin, Fa- <laughs> Caitlin Ferenbacker has had this to say. Cool name as well. Yeah. What is it with everyone having cool names? Mm. Are they just making these up and sending them into us? Ferenbacker. That is cool. Oh, we're That'd making them be a them very up, good sure. uh, attacking midfielder for Germany <laughs> who has an unbelievable shot. <laughs> Ferenbacker! Oh, what a goal from oh, Ferenbacker! You, you fucking cheat! You cheat! <laughs> <laughs> good. Um... She wanted to make a quick Watchman comment. I know everyone loves the big Doctor Manhattan reveal, but to me, it seems completely out of character Talking for him to care. Again. Yeah, to care about Earth at all, much le- less enough. Come back. It will irritate me so much if the show portrays Doctor Manhattan as human and empathetic again after the process that mm. happened in the comic of him becoming more and more cerebral until he just couldn't relate to humans at all. Mm. In that context, how are they going to give his character a reason to be doing what he's doing? Still love the show, though. It's the best thing on TV right now i love yeah, your podcast know, keep up the good work <laughs> don't think they're gonna be um, loving the show now to be honest so well yeah well so this is obviously a comment before the episode aired uh the episode aired and i said i actually enjoyed the way they sort of made it seem like it was all a plan all along mm. uh that he perceives it makes sense because he sees everything at once yeah. he's seen one disaster he sees the next so disaster. He, he didn't really have that 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 disillusionment necessarily with it, humanity it, it, or... it relies on you believing that yeah, as soon as the novel is finished, that his disillusionment was a lie. Yeah, you know, and he knew yeah. what was going to happen, but he had to be that way to not disturb events. I would like to hear Ferenbacher's thoughts on this episode. Yeah, so Caitlin, get in touch with us uh, with your thoughts uh, after watching this episode because mm. it'll be interesting to see now what your thoughts are on the show that they have made him a sympathetic and emotionally invested character. Uh, Lizzie has had this to say: watching the episode now, and I just want to say that Yaya. Um, is a fucking excellent Dr. Manhattan, she says. I agree. I thought he did a good Lennon, job. Lennon and John don't think so. No, he, I thought he did a good job. He doesn't look blue enough he, or something. I thought he did a great job when he was just Cal, mm. but Dr. Manhattan Cal. So he was sort of like dead behind the eyes, very emotionless sort of character. Yeah. I thought with the special effects... I like him. It was more the special effects... The problem. I like him a lot. Yeah. I mean, look, fucking hell. Striking Vipers. Bloody hilarious, that. So... Uh, if you haven't listened to our Black Mirror podcast, they are over on Fan Critical. Remember, I told you that earlier, guys. Go to Fan Critical. We did Black Mirror. He was in that. He was in Striking Vipers. Striking Vipers. That was the yeah. Three Minute Men, and it's a fucking hilarious episode if I do I don't think so we myself. were branded I... Three Minute Men in that, but, you know. <laughs> no. Well, in a way been, we have been. It would yeah. have been in a way we are. for that episode, anyway, in a way. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so go check that out. Um, and he he is great in this episode. 
Uh, Todd Bradley has been in touch. Hello, Todd. Thanks for getting back in touch with us. Uh, wow, not sure where to start. This is about this episode. I'll never forget reading The Watchmaker's Son in the graphic novel and thinking that it was nearly perfect in how it executed what it was attempting. Jumping in and out of timelines, I thought could only be done in a graphic novel. Turns out Lindelof doesn't just attempt it, he crushes it. Mm. How he plays with timelines and a dialogue felt like real Dr. Manhattan from the books. I thought Yaya did an excellent uh, did an amazing <laughs> job when he was playing John or Dr. M. This episode had some negatives, but overall not enough to diminish from its effectiveness. Here's his uh, bullet pointed thoughts. Yep. Uh, the timeline jumping never felt jarring. The story felt linear, even though it wasn't linear at all. Yes. And cohesive, but never predictable enough, um, even though... Never predictable, even though a character was literally telling you the ending. Mm. The idea that Dr. Manhattan views time differently never felt like a cop-out. It felt true to form with the character developed in the novels, which is what we said. But we also agree that it felt more cohesive than the novel and also the film, in my opinion. Yeah. The Crookshanks and Philip story is great. He created life like he told us he would, like he saw them creating life, uh, like we said, and then he literally fulfills his promise by literally creating them again which is kind of fucked up as i think uh the vite storyline is so genius his story in the show directly mirrors that of after the novel he thinks he has paradise or utopia uh created only to find out that he was state mistaken and wants out i can't believe it but i'm gonna give this episode another five blueberries yes Toddy not B. only do i think this is the best season of television of 2019 i think it's one of the best in the last few years thanks as always again todd is pushing for that making us a four minute four minute men the four minute men yeah, yeah. Is, todd always gives us good insult everyone does you know bit of an insult well just i just find like i'm on the same page as todd with yeah. Because Todd listens to some of our other podcasts. He too. does. This is a Castle Rock, Castle Rock podcast. I always find myself agreeing with him. Yep. Um, no, but I'm like just saying, very it, like, if he joined us, it might be like, you know, the seven and a half minute men. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> He's a four minute man. He could be himself, a four minute man himself, on his own. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that is a danger. And that is something Gareth's reputation cannot be tarnished at this point. He, <laughs> he's he's happy. He's happy with his one minute. And yeah. if, if someone else comes on before. You know, safe. Yeah. It's a disaster. It's just safe, isn't it? So anyway, um, Mike Allen. Mike is in touch with us again. That name rings a bell. Mike, mm. Patreon Mike, Twitter uh, commenter Mike, and now Feedbacker Mike. Part of the Twitter round. Feedbacker is Mike. friends with Ferenbacker. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feedbacker passes it to Ferenbacker. <laughs> Ferenbacker. Ferenbacker. Oh, he's handballed that. He's so handballed Mike... it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheat. Um, so, Mike, thank you for being a Patreon and thank you for writing in. This is what you've had to say. Minutemen, Watchmen continues to impress on a weekly basis. While I'm excited Fact. for the finale, I don't want this show to end. No. I really hope they leave us with some clue that there will be a second season. Yes. Maybe a Dan Dryberg reference, oh, question yeah. mark. And we've talked about the fact mm. they've still got stuff to go with, mm. with the Night Owl storylines yep. um, that we haven't seen yet. And I'd be amazed right now if we did see them. Um, and also maybe it'd be a post-credit post-credit thing, scene in prison or something we, I think that's maybe why they did a post-credit scene this week uh, to sort yeah, of say yeah. to people oh, there will be a post-credit scene yeah. so yeah. that'd be good yeah. I thought Yaya did an excellent job portraying Dr. Manhattan so everyone's kind of on the same page of that apart from apart from John John well, uh, both his you. performance uh, and Just the writing captured the character to so... perfection <laughs> yeah 
Despite him being a godlike creature that knows the future, he is unable to manipulate it. Many of our questions were answered, uh, like Europa and how Ozzy got there, why Will Reeves killed Judd uh, and the Squid Rain. But there are still plenty of uncertainties for the finale and hopefully beyond. Uh, and this is uh, some of the questions that he's posing to us. Who is Lady True's father? I think Ozzy. We're all in the Ozymandias camp for that one. Probably. Yeah, I think that's the case. John, Ozymandias? Yes. Excellent. Will Dr. Manhattan and Laurie Blake be reunited in the abandoned J.C. Penny? Yes. I definitely think we have to have a scene with yeah. them. Mm. She was sat right in front of the cage where he's going to get captured, so... Mm. I imagine they'll have something. Mm. Also, if Dr. Manhattan experiences time congruently, did he know about Angela <laughs> when he was with Silk Spectre too? Had to have. Had to have. Yeah. And it, it, does he... he did does he, he literally experience all time? Yes. Or is it almost like... He's experiencing everything at yeah. the same time. So, in theory, if he was with Silk Spectre 2, which he was... He also was with Angela at the same time. Well, yeah. and the interesting thing about that is, Lucky boy. who did he ever love Silk Spectre too? I don't think he did, because no. their relationship was so bizarre. Hmm. I believe that he loved his first girlfriend uh, and his and Angela, but I don't believe that he loved Silk Spectre too, which is hmm. a controversial thought. Well, uh, John, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Like, I think he sees, he sees like enough in Silk Spectre 2 to be extremely fond of her. She kind of reintroduces him into... No. (laughs) I mean, she bloody is, yeah. But she sort of reintroduces him into humanity for him to come back and then, do you mean, attempt to save the world. So there's definitely something there. True. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just guess uh, uh, someone pointed out to me the other day, I, I forget who it was, but so... Um, there's a bit of wordplay with with the names here. I know we've keep taking the piss out of a bar, but so cow is obviously um, Silk Spectre Two's X, and if you were to put X cow a bar, it's Excalibur. So how weird is that? Oh fucking hell! Yeah, but I don't I don't know what the significance I mean, is. No, it's 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 the classic Lindelof show where those things probably aren't even a thing and we're just putting them together mm-hmm. because we're so like, yeah, but what if we did this and this and this and then times it by four? Yes. If, what yeah, if, you cut, if you were to cut his eyes out and then stick them on another person's face but left their <laughs> eyes in, they'd have four eyes. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lindelof, look what you do to our brains. Mm. Um who is Very Dr. Little. Manhattan going to pass his abilities on to? Tofu. Or did he pass them on to Will Reeves in 2009? Now, I think Will Reeves is alive, right? Which is the fantastic thing. Um, now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold could... on, hold on. on there, boy. So you said pass his powers on to. Are you saying that he would have to give his powers up or that he can replicate his powers? I think he can replicate his powers. I don't think he has to pass them on. I think he can replicate them. Mm. I think he... Honestly, I, I've mentioned the egg thing, which came to me earlier about the no, bakery. No, the chicken came to eggs. first. Weird. All right. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> um, so I think Will Reeves could be taking some of Dr. Manhattan's powers, at least ones to keep him alive to help Angela in this moment. We know he's got an unnaturally long life. So he's very. Is Dr. Dr. Manhattan's been giving him eggs? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Honestly. 
honestly, we do. I don't think it's stupid. We saw the egg. But then he would have to have been doing that whilst he was Cal. Well, maybe he just gave him loads of eggs back in 2009. Well, they would have gone off by now. Eat them eggs anyway. It doesn't long. matter. Well, it does. That would go... Oh, you're telling rotten. me you wouldn't eat a gone-off egg if you knew it would make you live to 115. But there's gone off and there's been sitting around for 10 years. It's two seconds of pain, I Gareth. Have, I think it would have melted. Melted? Yeah, well, then Jesus drink it. Christ. It Drink it. That drink it. Uh, and in answer to the other question, Mike, uh, John's a big fan of Topher getting the powers. Uh, and I don't think that's bad considering those waffles were made. Mm, tasty waffles. Mm. He didn't finish making them, though, did he? Or did he? He does what he wants, mate. He was making he them does what he wants. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Backer, who does <laughs> what he wants. Um, she! she does what she wants. Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> Women play football too, Gareth. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, um, bloody good at it now as well. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He plays for Man City. Um, <laughs> they need him at um, the moment, but we'll probably. Ne- let's let's yeah. not talk about <laughs> ne- football. football critical. Ne- next, uh, <laughs> next question. If Ozzy was sent to Europa in 2009. Uh, seven Earth years later is 2016, <laughs> which seems to line up. <laughs> which seems to line up with the object that crash landed in the Clark's farm. Mm. Did Tro t- True turn him into that uh, statue, or is he back hiding in Antarctica? We saw Squid Rain in 2019, but have yet to see Ozzy in that timeline. Maybe uh, True took over keeping the squid hoax. That's such a good point. Didn't I? I didn't think about that. Uh, the timelines match up for the comet, which is what we've all kind of thought for a while that that she acquired her father in some respect and i reckon she's frozen him in that carbonite to keep him alive but squid 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 range yeah but we we know that true took over all of ozzy yeah, okay. corporation so she's, in she's 2012 from PTP. she's probably automated it. so she's automated it you know she's she's not hanging around in antarctica being a little disheveled thing disheveled disheveled mm. little thing in a robe yeah. making squid rain upon people right. she just got like presses a button and it happens maybe it doesn't even press the button yeah maybe she gets someone to press the button to press the button little squids <laughs> little squids with no personalities little bian oh yeah little squids with no personalities <laughs> press the buttons um, and that's it from Mike so thank you for that Mike lots of good questions there I hope we satisfyingly answered them for you and the listeners and if you do want to get in touch with us you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com that is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com uh, and as I said might not have time to reply because there's lots going on but uh, we've got two <laughs> big podcasts running at the same time at the moment uh, but they will be mentioned on here and we will discuss them live on the podcast and uh, it's, it's that time. Plug. Go to Fan Critical. Subscribe. Go to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Fan Critical. Um, can, can I just Give say, can I just say, Len, um, in the advert yep. last week, I had a fair I had a fair go, to be honest, that people not giving us yep. reviews. This week has been a record yep. for us receiving reviews. So it's been a lot. As much as I've pissed and moaned, um, you've responded. Yep. You've, you, you know, it's a good team talk stepped and you've, you've stepped up to the plate. Yeah. You know, more of the same, yeah. please. And again, if you've reviewed we, us, well done. Yeah. But tell someone else to review us. Use your husband or wife's phone to review us. Yeah, they don't have to listen to Correct. it. We need the reviews no. or we will have to shut we down. Do. So, you know, yes. and that is a threat. Imagine if you yeah. <laughs> okay. Imagine if you don't review us, you'll never hear from the Miniman again. And and next well. week you want to hear from us because it's the it's the finale next if week. If we if we call it quits next week, <laughs> oh my god. We haven't had enough reviews. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing it. <laughs> well, empty, empty threats in a way. Yeah, but uh, are they? 
So mm. who knows? Let's be fair. We we'd have continued to do if it if it was just the three of us listening. So that is yeah. true. No, not not true. So do keep listening. But yeah, please, thankfully, please, please, we've please. got twenty thousand no. listeners. So yeah, we have. I have to say, a lot of listeners, and it's lovely. Yeah, it's it's mad, lovely it? to hear all the feedback and the interactions we've been having on social media and in the feedback section and on up with our patreons mm. it's fantastic this show is amazing and it's great that we get to talk about it with all of you guys we genuinely love meeting up and discussing this show every single week uh now i've got to go edit this show mm. which is the part that i don't like doing but i will be doing it uh i want to say thank you to uh john Cheers, not mate. john austin well i do want to say that thank you to john austin 100 thank john, you him, yeah uh yeah 100 yeah, no. and, and and regular john and little john say um so that, say thanks to little John as well. Oh, thank you. Um, and I want to say thank you to uh, Gareth is just little. So he doesn't have an alter ego. He is just little Gareth. Again, average height. Literally average height. So I am average height man. What you don't know <laughs> What you don't know about Gareth is uh He's not when average we record height. this, he's 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 very, he's not average height. He's very high pitched uh sounding, like a helium balloon. <laughs> And what I do is I put effects on in post to make him sound like a regular <laughs> adult. Human. So he's actually like a little elf creature in a way. <laughs> that's quite Thank cool. you very much for hosting, Len. It's been really enjoyable. Oh, that was that me terrifying, taking the effects man. off. Fucking hell. Yeah. It is. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Um, and thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, once again, we will be watching The Watchmen. And next week, it is over. But remember, nothing ever really ends, does it? Uh, see you later. Oh. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat. 
mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. 